You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. So tonight we're going to talk about a bunch of things. We're going to talk about Devil uh, All the Time with Tom Holland, but we're also going to talk about other things that we're looking forward to for the rest of 2019 and bleeding in 2020. Eric, how the hell are you doing? I'm good. I'm still I'm still surviving. In here in 2020, um, I'm surviving with the help of the movies and with the TV shows that are coming up in this fall season in this new age of award season. Jordan, how the hell are you? I'm uh, good, good. Um, on my sixth seltzer, so I'm having a great time. Yeah, you're feeling pretty good too. I can tell. Yeah, yeah, feeling good, uh, agitated, but good, good, agitated just because I can't wait for this year to be over with. Hopefully, 2021 would be better, and hopefully, I can go to the movie theater on Tuesdays and see, uh, you know, the newest, uh, the newest movies that I can because the last movie I saw in theaters was Invisible Man, and I don't want to go out on that note. So, hopefully, I'll be able to see. Oh, you'll be able to go to the movies again. I'm pretty sure we all will, but we'll see. I don't know if you heard, but Disney made the announcement with um, probably with everything that's been happening in this year that they are going to focus a lot more of their resource on streaming and streaming services. So they are um, announcing they are going to be doing a overhaul, complete overhaul of their. Uh, streaming services. Yeah, you see, okay, so since you said that, people like me should not be involved into the business world of Disney because I would have gone on to every single conference room and pimp-smacked all of them. I mean, why would you say that? They made money. Well, yeah, it makes money, but I'll give you an example. Mulan. Yeah. Okay, so in a world without COVID, this year, movie guys would have reviewed Mulan uh, end of summer, early fall in theaters, right? But then Disney says, I have a bright idea. How about we release it on Disney Plus for $21.99 to get the exclusive review, right? The exclusive show. But guess what, though? Christmas holiday season, two months later, it's free. I mean, that's actually a not, not a bad design, though. You can't that's hate a terrible them for that. Des- no, that's a terrible design because I understand that majority of Americans don't have a brain in their head, clearly, because people are buying this bullcrap of, oh, my God, i got to watch Mulan for 20 bucks. They can just wait two months. Just wait two months like my wife and I, like you and I are going to when we review Mulan, and it's going to be free. It's going to cost us 7 bucks a month. That's what it's going to cost. If if you say so, some people aren't gonna like these are these are families, they're houses that have probably young kids in them and a lot of nostalgia in them, and they need something to watch. And twenty bucks, so I, I guess, is just going to be the pull. I would never. I I don't know. I. <laughs> No, I, come on. No, that, that's bullshit, Eric. Come on, dude. You know that's stupid. I mean, well, think about that real quick. You, you know. say that. Hold on a second. You say that like, okay, it's not obviously going to be for me. It may not obviously be for you. I know people who have bought this on Disney+. Well, Plus. I, I know people who have. Um, well, did, well, they, people... they have kids. So, I mean, they're obviously – and they have reported that they earned money from this. 
Okay, fine. So it's they obviously working. Money. They Disney earns money for it. Okay, but this is how you do it, though, okay? Bill and Ted earn money. You don't come out in your press release and say, we are going to release Mulan for 20 bucks, And then two months later, in the same article, the same press release, it'll be for free. I mean, like, I understand that you have, like, known people to have spent 20 bucks because of families or whatever. I have a family. I have a wife and daughter. We're not spending 20 bucks. We're going to wait till the holiday season. That just is common sense. So why in the hell Disney will do this? See, that's when you said at the beginning of this episode, Disney's going to do a complete overhaul. I I I hope not. Because well, it, what it's going to do is it's, it's going to destroy Disney Plus. Well, it's it's Disney is a is a bullshit company in, in the first place there, Jordan. I mean, if we're going to get down to the nitty gritty here, but they had projected Mulan to make way more than it did. If this was a non-pandemic season, this movie probably, along with other movies too, probably would have hit pretty well and hard. Now, there was a notable decline in the movie industry of these blockbusters. It hasn't been as hot, but this is also kind of um, uh, going against a lot of like the post-Marvel and, and kind of those trendy worlds and stuff too. But there's not much that that's getting people to the movie theaters these days. People like the option of staying at home. Netflix is giving them more and more of that option. It, it's had other other competitors do the same thing. Amazon has been doing the same thing. Hulu's been trying to do the same thing as well. And now you have uh, this. This pandemic happened, and it's forced. It has forced Disney to adjust, and they got to get on the bandwagon. And they tried something. I think that Mulan and a few of their other movies, like Lady and the Tramp, and um, which was, was free. Lady and the Tramp was free. That was for their service, though. You know, hey, sign up for the service, and you get this movie. It's an exclusive movie, and a bunch of other stuff for free. Yeah, exactly for free. But it's one of those where it's like, um, you know what I mean, like. They, they want to get you in, and I, they didn't know how the best way to do it. So they just tried to kind of throw a bunch of things at the wall and see what was going to stick. And Mulan was just something where it, it kind of – there was something there. It's probably not the way that they wanted to work it out. I'm pretty sure they could do something else. But at the same part, like, we're at the part of something here. How about this? How about this, Jordan? And I don't mean to give them ideas. But what if uh, subscriptions were tier based? No, I don't like. I don't agree with that at all. You're Disney. You're not Netflix. I think you and I can both agree. I think anybody who's listening to the show right now can both agree that Disney makes more money than Netflix tenfold. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like Disney is hurting. Disney is charging us six dollars and ninety nine cents a month for a lot, not all. Not majority, but a lot of their library. And what I'm disgusted about, what I'm angry about, I guess, uh, would be the best word to say, is that you're going to have the balls to sit here and say, if it's not even Mulan, it could be any other movie. I don't care. It just so happens to be Mulan, right? But if you're going to sit here and say, in the same article, Mulan's going to be released on Disney Plus for $21.99. Fuck you, pay me. You already give me $6.99 a month, but you're going to give me $21.99 for a movie, right? 
that you're going to own, not own, you're just paying $21 just to see the premiere. That's it. Just to see the premiere. And then the holiday season, the week of Christmas, it's going to be available for $6.99 a month on Disney+. Plus. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Amazon doesn't do that. Hulu doesn't do that. That is ridiculous. You you have to pay to rent to rent Amazon movies. Uh, not all of them. No, and but if I have to, and if I have to rent Amazon movies, I think the most my wife and I have ever spent in an Amazon movie was four dollars and ninety nine cents, maybe six bucks. For like, for like, for like, for like a brand brand new one. Yeah, but but the the and Apple Dumpling $20. Gang is different than Mulan, Jordan. I understand that, but not. Come on. But not, but not twenty one dollars. Listen, I don't want to to defend that that idea about Disney. It just it's just, it makes sense to me from a business. I, I get that, especially when kind of thrusted into this situation as well too. And I, I get it. I don't think I, I want to see more of it. But at the same part, like, what is going to give them a reason to? You know what? Actually, I I take it all back because I was like, what's going to give them cause to to make movies and, and get people to be watching stuff like that and it's like well maybe if they stop making this remake bullshit this real live action stuff because i really am, am done seeing it i really don't want to see it from disney anymore like they've run out of stories to steal and so now they've just kind of rehashed and started to steal their own stuff so it's a uh... all right i mean like i guess you and i will disagree to disagree i mean like we're not talking about netflix we're not talking about hulu Disney has more this, money than this, any of those companies combined. This is not the most disappointing thing that Disney has done. This is not the most disappointing thing that Disney has done. No, I mean, like, they also own porn. But it's just – it's it's nonsense to me. It's just nonsense. It's like, hey, if you're a fan of Star Wars, you pay the six ninety nine. Well, if you pay twelve ninety nine, you get all Star Wars, including Mandalorian. It's like, no, fuck you. So if you. if if Netflix did the way of maybe like Amazon and Disney Plus that, that they're maybe toying with, and let's say that you had a movie like The Devil All the Time that was just released, right? And and let's say like for the first uh, two weeks or something like that, you pay you know a, a buck or two extra in your subscription, and you get to to watch this movie, premium movie. A week or in advance before it's released for everybody else. Then I guess a very controversial statement is for anybody to do that. You are stupid. <laughs> you just you just say things, Jordan. Back it up. Why why would that be dumb? It'll be dumb because okay, let's go back. Okay, so she just said okay, devil the time. You just brought that up in this kind of the same ballpark with Mulan, right? Disney released a press article that said that they're going to release Mulan X and do everything like I've already established. So let's say Devil All the Time. Netflix released Devil All the Time, and they say for the first two weeks, it's going to be – you have to pay an extra $10 to see Devil All the Time. But after after two weeks, it's going to be free, so to speak, and you just pay your normal uh, Netflix monthly subscription. Well, why would anybody ever pay $10 to see a movie when in just two weeks from that point, 
it's going to be your normal subscription base. Why would you give them more money? It doesn't make sense to me. You're not getting anything for it. If I can understand if, if, if Netflix or Disney for Mulan is like, hey, you pay the 20 bucks, you own it digitally, you get all the behind-the-scenes bonus features, you get all the trailers, you get the commentary tracks, you get all the special stuff that you get like when you spend $21 on a, on a Blu-ray. But, but if you don't now get you're killing those Blu-ray. features, sure, kill a Blu-ray. I mean, Blu-ray's dead anyway. You know that. I know that. Everybody who's listening to this knows that Blu-ray is going to be dead in the next five years anyway. Well, now so you have this that, that's going to kill the movie theaters. How is it going to kill the movie theaters? Because why would a new movie go to a movie theater when it could just go at home? I mean, at the movie theater, you're, you're complaining about buying a movie, at the, like a, a, either one of those movies, for 20 bucks. But let's right. say if you're a family of five and movie tickets cost 20 bucks a fucking ticket... The the other options looking pretty good, Jordan. Okay, that is a very interesting point. We could definitely go on that. I guess I just base my uh, endpoint that the general American populace is not that gullible, but I guess they are. You know what? There's another thing that you're that you're missing out of this too, and maybe this is a smaller percentage of it too. But um, I remember when I was a kid, there is like this warm feeling. I do really remember it, like after you got home from like a Thursday or a Friday, you know, after a long day of school, you know, oh, all that hard stuff in second grade, how it was so tough, and it got back from Blockbuster, you rented some movies or something like that. There was there was a feeling that you had when like on a Friday or, or like just a, a night when the family would gather around the living room and we'd pop in a movie to watch together, and it was just kind right. of like an event. You know, and no matter what the movie was, it was just like an event type of thing. And maybe right. that's what this can be again. Is like, okay, everyone, this is a brand new thing. It premieres right now, and this is this is the next generation of, of I guess, how how it's done now. How blockbuster video is done. Okay, well then, fine. Let's go off of that analogy. How would you feel as a husband and a father? With a family of two kids, let's just go with your nuclear family, husband, wife, two kids. Let's sure. just go with that, right? And this was blockbuster time period, right? And you go, you run a movie, a brand new movie, brand new, off the shelves at uh, Blockbuster before Hot, everything went fresh. Bankrupt, Friday was, was six, seven dollars. Six, seven dollars. Gotcha. Right. So you have your nuclear family of a husband, wife, and two kids, and it cost you seven dollars to see this movie, but then. When you go to pay for the movie for $7 for the night, you find out that, oh, in two <laughs> weeks from now, this movie is going to be 50 cents. Would you buy that $7 movie? Or would you find something else until two weeks from then when it's 50 cents? I mean, good point there, Jordan, but I guess it would depend if I have one of those – members of my nuclear family screaming in my ear going, "You, I want to fucking watch this movie. We're going to watch it. If so. it's not your wife that's screaming in your ear, if it's your children screaming in your ear, then you would say what I would say to them, which I hope a lot of Americans would say is like, well, get a job. You can't because I pay for everything that you do. Okay, well, just wait two freaking weeks. You're, you're a hard sell, Jordan. All right, all right, all right. How about, this? How about this? How about sense. that? How about this? There's right. a There's a new alien movie. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, you know, or a, a new Friday the 13th, you know? Right. And 
same scenario with everything that we've been saying. And it's it's that it wouldn't make a difference if if it was the right movie. Alien Six is coming to Netflix streaming. Pay twenty dollars to see it for the first two weeks. Premiere. You get nothing for it. You just pay an extra twenty dollars on top of your subscription. But after two weeks, it's your normal subscription. I would look at my wife and look at you, buddy, and say, "Well, I guess we'll review that in three weeks." <laughs> Jordan, it, it just I, doesn't make sense to me. It I just feel doesn't like, make sense. I feel like you're the type of guy that would look at a movie premiere trailer at a movie theater and be like, "Oh man, I can't wait to watch this one on HBO in three years." No, no, it's not that. It's not that at all. It's just what. What bothers me about it is it's it's just a press release. It's like you flat out say in September we're going to release Mulan and you have to pay $21.99 so you can be a part of this exclusive club of Premiere. And then I was like, okay, what do you get for the Premiere? Do you get – do you actually own the movie? Like, like, is that yours? Like, do you keep it digitally? Can you put it on all your, you know, phones and tablets in your household? No. No, you don't own anything. You pay $21 to sit there with your family, watch Mulan, and that's it. And then real people that have a brain, in my opinion, will sit here and go, well, you know, Christmas week, this thing will become available for everybody because that's what they said in the repress release. You get nothing special, just like you spent the $21 on. So let's just wait because, you know, why would I spend 20 bucks and not get anything else for it? Well, either way, Jordan, I think we're going to agree to disagree here. And it's probably with other people as well, too. There's, uh, I think it's just a matter of preference in that regard. Like, like how about this? I will I will I will end it on this. I remember what was it five, six years ago, five years ago, maybe, when the interview came out, when it was so controversial, right, with Seth Rogan. Uh it was it was so controversial because Kim Jong un was gonna threaten war in the United States when this was released <laughs> theatrically. Remember that? That's right, yes. And then they the Hollywood decided to release it digitally. We're not gonna release it in theaters, but we released it digitally. Gina and I bought bought it, bought it to rent. I don't know what it was. I think it was on Amazon or maybe it was on Hulu back then. And we paid no less than $7 for that movie to watch. Okay. That's fine to me. It's like this is a brand new movie. We can't release this in theaters because of X, Y, and Z. Here it is on your social media platform, $6.99. Oh, what do I get for $6.99? Nothing. Because that's generally the price of a movie ticket. Uh, but seven bucks for a ticket, I understand. Okay. I still would feel like if it was a movie like the before or like a Devil All the Time and you had to pay, let's say, six bucks or seven bucks for that movie on, on Netflix and it was a brand new release and they were just doing that and we'll, we'll just you know say that we had to pay that. I still feel that you would be upset uh, about paying that much for that movie, though. If you don't, if you only, don't like a movie, you will be soured by paying that much. I will only be upset, Eric, if they say in their press release 
that in a certain amount of time it's going to be free for everybody else. Okay, I, I get you. I get you. you so you saying? you want that part to be to be remained like a secret to you? No, not a secret. Just just stick by your shit. Devil all the time. Netflix only release Netflix. If you want to see Devil all the time, it's going to cost you six bucks. Not not six bucks a month extra on top of your subscription. It's six bucks. A one-time payment of six bucks. You don't own it. You get it for 48 hours. Period. It doesn't change. This is the way it is. Okay. Well, that is my choice then if I want to spend six bucks to see that. But then in that same press release, they don't say devil the time is going to cost you six bucks, but then two months from now it's going to be free. Yeah, but they're going to know. That's my argument. Yeah, That's but they're going to know, like, they, they have to internally know that they're going to release that to stream sometime soon. I mean, so you would sometime. think, it, in theory, what would happen is that, in that regard, that they would release it, make it available for, for a certain cost for a certain amount of time. Then they would remove it, making it unavailable for a certain amount of time. And then they would re-release it, probably either to, to view for free or at a lower cost or something. Has to be. I don't. It's just... Have to do something. Have to do something different. I, I just. Yeah, sure. I hope I uh, didn't sneeze on camera, on, on audio. I try to get it away. I sneezed. Corona. <laughs> hope you didn't pick that up. I was trying to mute. But anywho. Oh so, no, that's this. See, opinion. we see all of you. Yeah, Jordan. No, so like that's the this, devil that's all the time. Point. Jordan Sockhill. <laughs> Did you know all the that? Time. Did you yeah. know that he, uh, Arpets, completely um, kept his accent quiet from everybody until they they did the launch. I, I read about how uh, he his method of acting to become the the preacher. How he just kind of uh, watched other roles doing it, and then just kind of showed up on set one day like that, and everyone it was a it was a, a surprise to everybody to see him like that the first time. What? Okay, well, well, okay, well, to go off of that, do you think that our pass uh, deserves the recognition that there's a lot of people that think he deserves? I'm mean, like, is he legitimately a good actor, or is he just put into roles like this as the crazy preacher, uh, lighthouse? Like, is 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 he just a guy who is like, I'm gonna try to do everything I can to make sure that I'm not associated with Twilight? Because it, I will 100%, 100% defend this argument. Our pass is no different to me than Heath Ledger. No different. Oh, okay. They're, they are cut from the same cloth. Heath Ledger and Robert Pattinson are cut from the same fucking cloth. 100%. They both, when they started their careers, were in shitty fucking movies. I don't care. Controversial. Ten things I hate about you. Shitty fucking movie. It's not a good movie. He's bad in it. Knight's Tale? They have a Nike symbol logo thing in the Knight's Tale. It, it, it's a shitty movie. It's a very, 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 very shitty movie. <laughs> it's a bad movie. Jesus. Why are you slamming that? That movie's not trying to be amazing, Jordan. I understand it's not trying to be amazing. Neither is Twilight. But No, Twilight is trying to just give service to the books that it's following. Sure, Twilight's right. Well, fine. Robert Pattinson, remember me. 
Okay. I mean, like, it's just, it's, it's, and then all of a sudden Heath, then all of a sudden Heath Ledger comes out with this movie called Brokeback Mountain that just makes people go, oh, Jesus Christ, this guy has some acting ability. This guy's really good. And I will always defend Brokeback Mountain. What a beautifully filmed movie. That movie cinematography is gorgeous to look at. Just the mountaintops alone is just beautiful. How can the same guy direct that and direct Hulk is beyond me. But it's beautiful. Same thing with Art Pass. After fucking Twilight, he does all these artistic movies. And then, boom, one movie hits. Uh, Robert Pattinson's uh, Dark Knight would be The Lighthouse. But now he's is, but now he is the Dark Knight. I, so it's, I mean, it's 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 the same fucking thing. <laughs> I think that uh, uh, he's just remained true to himself. Like I, Has I don't. He? Yeah, he hasn't tried to to be anything completely. I mean, crazy. I guess he's he knows what he likes. Like the same types of movie, he does the same types of movies. You know. He's not. He doesn't. Doesn't seem to be copping out and do a paycheck movie every once in a while. It seems like Remember Me was before all that, or or just in the upswing. So maybe he was just doing it just to get kind of more work, but uh, or more of a cushion. But we're at a point right now with with our pats, at least sans the Batman, where he was doing a lot of things that were comfortable to him that he wanted to do projects that, for some reason, I guess it, it seemed. Just like Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, Heath Ledger got got some big Hollywood ones after a while, right? No, no. I mean, I mean, think about it. Look at look at Heath Ledger's career, right? The big ones that we know him from, the big ones, because that's what matters in Hollywood. It's not the independent shit. So we're saying like Night's Tale. Ten things I hate about you is before all that, though. Ten things I hate about you, Night's Tale, and then I'll and then all of a sudden in two thousand five, Brokeback came out. And everybody was like freaking out of how wonderful he was. Nobody cares about Jake Gyllenhaal, but everybody cared about Heath Ledger. And then in 2008, he gave us Joker, the performance that allegedly killed him. Well, look at our pass. Our pass comes out. You say that Batman's going to kill him? Batman is not going to kill him if he does a sequel. If he does a sequel, I'll be shocked. And those trailers got me psyched. You know, that's another thing that sucks about this COVID thing is that there's so many movies that I can't wait to see that they'll wait even longer for. Like, I was waiting to see Wonder Woman 2 this year. I know my wife was interested to see Wonder Woman 2 this year. I've been waiting to see Wonder Woman 2 this year. We were supposed to get back uh, – I'm sorry. We we're, we're supposed to get Ghostbusters uh, 3, quote-unquote. Not the Lady Ghostbusters, but the actual Ghostbusters bullshit. We we're supposed to get that this summer. We were supposed to get uh, uh, the last Daniel Craig Bond early this Easter. Like, there's just so many movies that I want to see, and I'm just—it's just—it's not happening right now. And then Bond is now pushed back until Easter of next year. Yeah, there was uh, uh, Tenet was another one too. I know that that had already been released, but that had to be pushed back, pushed back, and then it was like a trial run, and so that movie kind of kind of took a hit. Not early one to see that one too. That would would have been fun. And that, okay, so so uh, Tom Holland's in this movie too, Devil all the time. Uh, I don't know anything about Tom Holland. I know that he's going to play Nathan Drake in the uh, in the prequel of Uncharted. I like all those games. Uh, I showed my wife some of those games. She's not a gamer, so it's like, hey, check this out, and she seems interested in them sometimes. So, like, those games I think he'll be really good for in that role. 
Uh, to me, he's Spider-Man, so I'm interested. But I want to know, completely sidebar, Jamie Foxx released on his Instagram that he's going to be playing Electro and Spider-Man 3 with Tom Holland. What do you think of that shit? Because he's already because he already played Electro. He already played Electro. Just, yeah. So, can they not find another? I don't know actor to play Electro. I don't know. I, I you know what I'm really hoping for. If that's the case, I really hope that they're gonna do some sort of uh, multiverse thing. Like that'd be pretty cool. The Spider Verse. Well, well, yeah, that's what they're gonna do. Of course, that's what they're gonna do. Because that would be pretty dope if if um, they merged kind of the Miles Morales uh, character in and. Oh man, dude! If Andrew Garfield came in with his Spider-Man, that would—he that, won't that, come in. He won't come in after he showed up drunk at the premiere. He will never come in. That's why there's never Amazing Spider-Man four. I'm sorry, Amazing Spider-Man three. Don't you know that story? Tell me, please. Tell me and and the fans. You don't know that. I mean, like seriously, like no bullshit, no show bullshit. You don't know the story about Andrew Garfield. I don't think so. Okay, so for the premiere of the Amazing Spider-Man two with Andrew Garfield, who I always liked. Uh, uh, with uh, with Jamie Foxx's Electro, uh, Andrew Garfield never liked the fact that he 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 said this in interviews that he never liked the fact that he signed on to play Spider Man. He did it as a larf. He didn't think it was going to be as big as it became with the first movie. What? He real? No, I'm serious. Like, I mean, like, I mean, Andrew Garfield said that. Yeah, I know it's Spider Man, so no, it's going to be popular. But I did the complete opposite of what Peter Parker's supposed to be. Like, I wanted to play like, the skater punk Gen Z kind of guy. And that's what he gave us. That's the performance. In both movies, that's what he gave us. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't think that the audience would react to him in a positive way, like the way that they have. So he showed up to the premiere of The Amazing Spider Man 2, drunker than a skunk. Anybody can fucking YouTube this. He is completely wasted. Okay. And he he was not taking drugs. He was just drunk, just drinking a lot of booze. And uh, because of his actions, the head of Sony, who at that time still owns, which I think they still do own Spider-Man with the long Marvel, uh, called Andrew Garfield's agent the next day and said, we're never going to make another movie with him again. He's fired. We're going to talk to Marvel to reboot the franchise again. Well, all right then. That's what happened. Andrew Garfield didn't want to do it. He did it. He didn't think it was going to be that popular. He completely did everything that Peter Parker was not supposed to be. And I will agree with that. The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 is not at all what Peter Parker is. At all. I, but did, I didn't mind it. his... his. It's not my favorite, but I, we've had this discussion before, though, that um, Tom Holland seems, is just... Just a good choice for Peter Parker. Tom Holland's good. He's good. Uh, he he he's decent in this movie. Kicks some ass in this movie with Devil all the time. Kicks a lot of ass in this movie. Uh, but it's very hard for me to um, separate Spider-Man from him because he's Spider-Man right now. I think I will think different from him once he gets rid of the Spider-Man-ness in him. Kind of like Robert Pattinson. Okay, you've done the four Twilight movies. You wasted six years of your life, however long it took you to film these movies. Sure. Now you're going to do something interesting. Thank you for giving us life, uh, you know, lighthouse and you look great as Batman. I didn't think you were going to be good as Batman, but Hey, you're better than Ben Affleck. 
which everybody thinks George Clooney's the worst Batman. Now nah, Ben Affleck's definitely the worst Batman. Really? Yeah. No. If I had to, if I had to tell you who my favorite Batman were, right? Just just Batman from the movies we've gotten, right? Excluding uh-huh. ex- excluding one from '66. Uh, my number one will be Keenan. I think a I think a lot of it is nostalgia, but I think he played Batman interesting. And I and I thoroughly enjoyed his take on Batman. Uh, number two would be uh, Chris uh, would be Christian Bale. I liked his Batman, but you know you cannot come back from Bat uh, from Dark Knight Rises. Bane was the only saving grace from Dark Knight Rises, and Christian Bale just wasn't good in that movie. But he gave us two very interesting performances. So I'll give with that. Val Kilmer is definitely number three. You know, number four is Clooney, and and, and five is Affleck. This is terrible. <laughs> he's absolutely absolutely terrible Ben Affleck when they first announced did him, you miss like it's, Kilmer did you say Kilmer mm-hmm. uh, Kilmer's my number uh, three. Oh yeah you said that number three because Batman and Rock because Batman Forever it, now you want to talk about nostalgia not Batman Forever so nostalgia for our age group Oof, well Gotham's like a Vegas oh, what a weird matter. what a weird city doesn't matter we love it dr chase meridium because her whole character was just a fuck batman why not yeah she right uh up. she was hot uh bill skarsgård is also in devil all the time and i had keyword had a love affair with bill skarsgård because he gave me one of the most orgasmic performances ever in it in part one sure part two he's in part two he he sucked. Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise in Part Two sucked. Besides the under the bleacher scene with the girl with the birthmark, sure. Uh, because that's like pure predatorial bullshit. Like that's great what he did as an actor, but um, he doesn't do anything for me now. I mean, like you to me will always be Pennywise for Part One. It Part One is probably. Not okay, not overall, but just for me as an individual person, it chapter one is probably my top ten favorite films of all time just because of that. It's an awesome I movie, mean, man. It's really good. It's it's not awesome. It is pure perfection. There's not a single thing wrong with it chapter one. Now my wife is your stereotypical movie going audience. Right? I mean, like she doesn't see movies. She she does but she sees movies differently than the way maybe you and I do, right? Mm-hmm. So when I showed her the trailer for It Chapter 1, and I said, I got to review this for movie guys. She watched the trailer, and she's like, yeah, this looks great. I'm going to see it. So clearly there's something there. And There is something about It that's just, I don't know, I just, I really like that movie, man. Like Part 1, Part 2 is absolutely dog shit. Oh yeah, for sure. But like, it just had a little bit of everything. Kind of like how uh, like Drag Me to Hell was, where it's just like, I I could laugh at me being scared. Right. Right. So I mean, like, Devil of the Time has these three great actors. It has Robert Pattinson, it has Tom Holland, and it has Bill Skarsgård. Also has Jason Clark. Um, you know, I I don't want to rant about Jason Clark much, but fuck him. Um, I will never ever forgive him for uh, for Terminator Genesis. Um, he can go to hell for all I care. It he also has uh, Seb- Sebastian Stan. 
Sebastian Stan is an actor that I laugh about because I remember Sebastian Stan as the jock Cobra Kai guy from Hot Tub Time Machine. So seeing him as a Winter Soldier is just funny to me. But, I mean, you have these good male actors in this movie. But Devil the Time it just just didn't do it for me. I don't know if it fits it's the yee yee kind of uh, atmosphere with it. Yeah. I I I don't know. That might be I, what it is. You, like that you don't like that uh, that southernness to it. I guess I, I didn't realize that uh, maybe if it's of the time or just just the way of Appalachia, but. In southern Ohio and in kind of the west, West Virginia, I guess that's how they talk, huh? No, it is. It's just funny too, because because you and because because you're in Michigan, so the southern part of Michigan or the middle part where you are in Detroit, all has the same dialect all the way up to the up, all the way up to the UP. You know, because I went to Munising a lot when I was a kid when I was snowmobiling. So like, and also the time of Christmas, time of hell, all that shit. But, I mean, everybody talks the same. Ohio is so interesting because Ohio, we have our own dialect here. But you go, Eric, if I travel three hours, just three hours, as long as the Titanic movie, south in Ohio, you're going to get a bunch of yee-yee. You're going to get a bunch of rednecks down there. You're going to get a bunch of southern draw down there. And it makes no fucking sense. None. None, and it's and it and and do you know what it is? Here's the here's the culprit: hills. Hills, hills, hills cause it. Hills do it because where I am, it's flat. The earth is flat where I am. You go three hours south, you got hills, you got you got a little bit of mountains, you got stuff going on down there, and you're like, huh, it's a whole different world. I remember my wife and I went to uh, Virginia for my grandfather's 90th birthday. And we came up down south from Ohio to uh, um, Ohio uh, University, uh, Athens, Ohio, mm-hmm. like right at the border there. Talk about some hills. Damn. It's, it's just it's a completely different world. And it's in the same state. It's crazy. But that's what this area is. And it's not the area that I quite care for. So. But there yeah. you go. It's uh, it, apparently it is. Uh, Knockham Stiff is was a real place. Uh, myself, uh, just because we had like this random episode, which I thoroughly enjoy this conversation, and uh, I'm, I'm sure the fans before they click play in this episode will read the description that this was all over the place. Uh, but for me, uh, this is this is a medium bag for Devil the Time. If you're interested into it, we didn't talk about it in great detail tonight. Uh, but it it. It definitely has some good moments to it. I do like the brutality of it because I do find it interesting. I love Robert Pattinson as that crazy preacher. Also, the other preacher guy that put spiders on him. That guy was creepy. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the guy was in Harry Potter. Yeah. guy was in Harry Potter. It's 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 not Longbottom. I have discovered that. Correct. It's, it's yes. the guy who plays the, the fat God cousin. Damn God damn it. Fuck Harry Potter. Anyway. Um, but, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's nothing that's great. I remember a day and time when Netflix movie uh, original releases were supposed to be something that was treasured, and now they're getting some dog shit, especially this year with Movie Guys Podcast. Medium bag. Medium bag for me. 
that's the way I feel. What about you, Eric? What do you give? Uh, I, you give I uh, also give it a medium bag. There's a lot of star power in here, and I think it's very well acted. And I want to give it a bit a better rating, but I, I really can't. It just kind of fell short just because the story didn't really seem to go anywhere. It just was about maybe uh, some bad luck for some uh, some bad people, actually. Some some devils who were all, the, you know, devils all the time, I guess. Uh, but it's basically what it was. It was just uh, some unfortunate things happening to some unfortunate people. And uh, other people have to clean it up and kind of live with it. And it's uh, just uh, it's a movie. It's a, it's a medium bag. It's a it's, movie. It's a long one. I, I think we had discussed before that it, they could easily take about 20 minutes out of this movie. And, and you'd have just, just as fine a film. Right. I agree. Well, next week we'll be coming back with our continuation of the 80s teen sex comedies with Revenge of the Nerds, a movie I'm really, really excited for because I've never seen Revenge of the Nerds. And we're going to be joined with a special guest host, Randall. Uh, he is the founder of EMC Podcast Network, who we are a part of. He'll be joining us live for that one. And then the following week, we'll be continuing with another special guest host. We will announce that the week of the show. With The Haunting of Bly Manor, I'm halfway through this nine episodes. Uh, I can't wait to talk about this one. I have a, This is going to be, fans, I, I, I got to hype it up now. And I'm going to hype it up next week, too. This will be the longest episode we've done prior to Hill House, I bet. This is going to be a great conversation to have with Haunting of Bly Manor. So, the week of Halloween... Haunting of Bly Manor will be coming out, and I'm excited to give this to you guys. I'm, I'm sure you are, Eric. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for the most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Make sure to check us on MovieGuysPodcast.com, and make sure to check us on all the social media platforms and where you download your podcasts. Have a good night. <laughs>